Hello. How's it going? Hi, friends. <laughs> Hello. Hey. Holy cannoli. Thank you for dealing with my stupid schedule. And I'm so excited to talk to you. How are you? Very good. Yay. We're having a yeah, we're having a good time lately. All right. Yeah, almost too much to figure out what to do with. I'm sure you're in a similar boat right now. <laughs> you have no idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we're about to. That's the <laughs> Uh, Dan is trying to set up a movie for his son right now, and then he's going to be back to join us. Okay, he's got to well, he's got to handle the babysitting element, the TV I was babysitting. Say, uh, yeah, there's there's some necessity to that for sure. Yes, <laughs> I have there all the compassion oh in the world for hello, <laughs> hello, dad of the year. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I was not planning on this. Um, my wife she had to work in the office today and uh and my son is sick so i am working from home doing an interview and uh being a dad at the same time so yay, <laughs> yay. <laughs> multitasker fantastic yes. work. so dan only has 30 or 40 minutes yeah right <laughs> we gotta get this <laughs> we gotta get on the road here cool yeah. i've also had tech issues and i just posted something on facebook that was stupid because i was like my email's not loading oh, no so. <laughs> we're trying to figure out why my phone is being stupid, but I have it on my computer. So you know what? So we're just going to make it work today, guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm quite confident at this point. Mm -hmm. Speaking of tech issues, I was set up in the other room in my, my actual office and my Internet connection was going in and out. So I, I have no idea why this works this way. I'm set up in the tiny closet farther <laughs> away from the router, door closed, segregated from the whole world. Somehow the Internet connection works better here. Doesn't make any See, sense to me. This is why people ask me all the time. They're like, isn't dealing with humans exhausting? And I'm like, no, technology. no, yeah. it's not. It's technology. Like just shoot me in the foot. Cause it would feel better. <laughs> I don't, I can't stand. I'm like losing my mind. Rob's like, I've never heard these words come out of your mouth. Before. And I'm like, this is, this is different. It just hits different technology issues hit different. So anyway, I was about to uh, say the exact same thing. I'm like, I, I've said you. worse stuff to my computer and to my car than I've ever said to a human being. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Sweet. Yep. You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. I'm Eva. And as you just heard, we are scratching a niche for some continuity on our first three-time guest. And by that, we have Eva Maria, Eva Under Fire. What's up? Yeah. Welcome back. Thank you, guys. It is always a pleasure to have you. Thank you guys for having me. You know, it's funny because I just like introduced myself. And you guys were like, oh, I'm Casey. I'm Danny. I was like, yeah, I'm Eva. Like, they just know me by now, right? Like, I'm not even going to say Eva Marie of Eva Under Fire because I've been here before. But yes. what's up? It's an unwritten rule. I think once you make it to, to the third time, then you're just a part of the team. And so yeah. <laughs> you don't need an introduction. You've been introduced before. Yeah. Right. And so you know me here. Yeah, you're good now. <laughs> It's yes. definitely wonderful to talk to you. Uh, I know that the last time we talked to you, there was a lot of anticipation uh, about the album coming out. And now we can finally say it's here. How does that feel? <laughs> yeah, it's so surreal. Like, it's just we still don't 
I think we wake up and forget that it's actually happened that we like, cause okay. So we were driving home from louder than life. So it went louder than life pre-party album release party, then riff fest after party. So everything in our whole weekend was just celebrating this album release. And like, as we're driving home from louder than life, we get this like notification. It's like, you know, one in the morning or something stupid. And it's like, well, we should check. We should check and see where we're at. Number one in rock and metal. Right. You guys are insane. I love all of you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw that tweet and I was like, oh, that's fantastic. I gotta, I gotta look into this. <laughs> I know. It was wild. Congratulations on that. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. It's been, it's been, like I said, surreal. I guess that's just the best way that I can describe it. Yes. Well, and you've had quite the year, even despite the delay of releases, you've had a couple awesome tours. You've had a great series of mental health articles for Loudwire. And trust me, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the new album in just a second. But the coolest thing for us is that you recently got to live out part of your dream tour scenario that you did on our first interview, which, by the way, can you believe that it's been less than a month from a year since we had you on the first time? Really? Yep. Wow. Yeah, it's been it's been that love. I feel like I've been knowing you guys. So that, that makes sense to me. <laughs> but like so funny, right? Like it's crazy. I mean, how far it has come in that amount of time yes. is kind of yeah. wild. Right. So in the dream tour scenario, you said that you'd like to perform with Lizzie Hale and Hailstorm and Evanescence, Amy Lee. So you got to do that in some capacity recently and we want to definitely hear about that right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm going to tell you all about it because tell right you, if there's anything in my whole career that i felt like okay maybe i'll work up to things right like are you gonna can you gotta work up to lizzie hale you gotta work up to amy lee no apparently you just gotta be cool and they gotta <laughs> like hear you sing and then if she says oh yeah come on bye you know and then like joe was standing literally this is how it happened they had an extended set. This was their rescheduled date. So this was not a tour scenario for them. This was a one-off and we had opened for them before, at which point the previous show, they were all standing side stage watching us perform, which was <laughs> wild in and of itself. I was like, wow, I feel welcomed. No right? pressure. Well, right. No, also, yeah, no pressure. Cause like Lizzie Hale is a beast. Amy Lee is just like the, I mean, I mean, I feel like I learned of Amy Lee first and so like that kind of operatic sound was what I was so like smitten by. But then Lizzie Hale comes into my life and I'm like, what is this amazingness? Uh, and, and it's been that way for several years, you know, since their first record. And so I fell in love with the song Rock Show a long time ago because it's got a lyric that is just so my story, you know, little girl, there you are, all the lighters looking just like stars. It's about being a woman, a little girl in the rock show and falling in love with the concert environment, right? Which is just something that speaks to my soul. So fast forward to when we opened for them the second time, I'm in catering, I'm eating soup because I'm like, you know, got to warm up the vocal cords, right? <laughs> they are on stage sound checking and I hear, bam, bam. I lose my mind because immediately I was like, no way they're playing this song. And I thought it was just like a sound check thing that they were doing rock show, but of course it's sound check. There's no one else in the venue. And so here comes me with my green hair. And I'm like, I'm very obvious. I'm like, ah, rock show. Right. 
So they, they see me because I'm the only person that's out there losing my mind about them playing a rock show with no one in the stadium yet at all. So I catch Joe in the hallway and I was like, so please tell me that you're playing that tonight. And he was like, absolutely. I was like, perfect. This is my jam. I've, I've just, that's always been my favorite Hailstorm song. So then they're up there, they're playing their set. We didn't even know if it was going to get rained out. So this whole day was very like wild, wide roller coaster stuff, <laughs> but they're just sweethearts. And they were always, you know, Hey, shout out to Eve on her fire. And you know what I'm saying? Like as they're up there and got a chance to talk with a lot of them just throughout the day and stuff. So they knew that I knew that song. Joe, as they're staying, like this is mid performance, right? They have an acoustic set. They're doing this live. Now they're playing rock show and I'm standing side stage underneath the little awning thing because I was a big baby don't want to get rained on <laughs> so I'm standing underneath the awning thing I got my parents with me and stuff like that and I'm like watching the show because I'm <laughs> so excited that they're playing the song and so I have this on my phone You'll, I'll have to send you guys the video because I'm recording it and in the first nine seconds I'm like hey Joe you know I'm like you know <laughs> throwing my horns and stuff like that he walks over to the camera and he's playing his guitar and he goes <laughs> Yeah, And I'm like, he just does the head motion. And I'm like, what does that mean? And then he does it again. He's like, come on. You know, I'm like, is he calling me to the stage right now? I lost my mind. I lost my, I was like, drop the fanny pack, hurry up, get the, I had already like taken off my makeup and everything. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't, doesn't matter for them to invite me to a hailstorm performance and me to just go up there. And just smash this song with Lizzie. It's just incredible. She didn't even know that I was coming up there. (laughs) She turned around and was like, and got all excited. And I'm like, I'm crashing your set and you're happy about that. (laughs) I know I was invited here and like, sorry to their security team. Cause I also surprised them as well. And they, (laughs) <laughs> so Joe had to like call them off and like let them know that I was supposed to be there because he he wanted me up there. But it was it was the coolest thing ever. Everybody was so welcoming. It was so fantastic. Just the down to earth vibe that is Hailstorm is so impressive, especially yeah. because they're just incredible musicians. Like even more incredible humans. But also, I have seen them perform live several times. There's no like back up anything it's just them and they're fantastic and lizzie slays every time mm-hmm. well you are an incredible human and when that happened we were so excited when we see all your posts of all the awesome things that you're doing and we just have to send out little comments of congratulations because it's it's just so awesome we're so happy for you thank you so much yeah it was it was a just unimaginable moment mm-hmm you know, it's a good thing that you knew the lyrics for that. They actually obviously had much faith in you that you weren't going to come out there and botch their song. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. I think someone in my group let the cat out of the bag that I had also in previous years, like tried out for American Idol or one of those okay. singing competitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I had used that song. And so I've been, I've nice. been singing that song for a long time. So I think they were pretty confident that I like knew what was to happen. And I didn't join her until like, you know, halfway through. Right. Which was just, it was so, I think that just added to the moment because nobody knew that I was going to come up there, including me. (laughs) (laughs) Joe orchestrated this whole thing. So That's awesome. It kind of made me think of, of, not in this particular situation, because Lizzie's got such an amazing voice, but I mean, you have an incredible voice yourself. So is there ever any time when you get invited on stage with another band that you like kind of have to watch yourself not to over sing them on their song? Like like I said, I don't think that's going to happen with Lizzie, but 
I mean, it, it could happen with another artist. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, everybody shows up with their A game. I just want to bring what I bring. And that's, that's all. I don't feel the pressure of any of that. I don't know if maybe one day I might, because, you know, as you grow and, and things change and you get a, a bigger name and, you know, maybe that's one day, like, it was so cool because I got an Instagram message from Lizzie after the first show that we ever played with them. And she was like, you guys do separate ways. Had I been more brave, I would have crashed your set. And I was like, <laughs> first of all, I, was like, I literally messaged her back and was like, just know that you have an indefinite invitation to just crash my set whenever you feel like showing up. That's first of all. Yeah. Secondly, I would love to sing with you. And so I think we set that precedent real early on, which was super rad. Um, but no, I feel like most people, all of these bands that are up there, they're bringing their A-game. And I, I feel like our voices may be different. Our voices might do different things. Even with the, you know, we have a lot of male vocal features on our tracks. And so like mm -hmm. their voice is just inherently different than mine. I, I don't, I don't necessarily watch myself because, you know, when, I, if I get invited up there, like I just want to do my best. Right. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. You're enjoying the moment as you should. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for that. I appreciate the, the compliment where you're like, are you afraid that you're going to outshine people? I'm like, well, no, I hadn't thought about it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I am now, but <laughs> no, everybody brings their A game, man. They're doing a great job. So I think that that's probably the only, the only thing in my brain when I go up there is, Hey, self, don't mess this up. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's the only thought in my head. Yeah, makes sense. You know, I have to say that like this interview for one just really caps off like a, a really amazing month for us of music. It does. <laughs> it does. And it's just awesome to have you be a part of that because not only did we, we've been part of great shows, but like just starting from like you singing with Lizzie, like after that, our friends from the Dead Dead actually had Lizzie on stage with them for Louder Than Life to perform Dead Inside, which was just another awesome experience to be a part of. We went to a festival on Saturday where we got to see The Warning open up uh, with another band called New Year's Day and some other, just a lot of great acts, including uh, Papa Roach headlining. And so it, it was just a really awesome concert. And one of the things I absolutely loved about being at that show was like when the warning was playing, you saw all kinds of young women. I think it was kind of something that you mentioned too, like, you know, that line and in, in Hailstorm kind of stuck out to you. And I think that, that was definitely evident at the show. And it, it was just really awesome to see that many young women come out to a show. It, it's, I don't think it's been like that ever, but you know, it definitely for these, at least these three bands that I just mentioned and obviously Hailstorm, they, they were out and I, I was, it was really awesome to see that kind of diversity at a concert. So my question to you then is like, how do you continue to champion, like to, you know, just make sure that you're, you know, always trying to be that, that role model for uh, young women as well? I just think it's be you, you know? Yeah. I'll be me. You know what I mean? And then to do that publicly and then in every other space that you're ever in, you know, everybody, I don't think that my goal is to attribute, Hey, this is the way that, you know, you should operate or that you should walk. I think that so many women are coming out to concerts because maybe they've already learned that in society or been taught that or heard that before. Hey, you should be this or you should be that. And not just young women, but young men as well. And all kinds of people, young people, especially in an age bracket where there's so much pressure to be who you should be and not who you are, yeah. or you're not comfortable in embodying that, or you don't know yet because they're young and they're still exploring so many things. So like, when I can show up authentically, I think that's all they need. And they go, oh, 
she doesn't need filters and she doesn't need this or that or the other thing, or I can show up with my makeup painted face and whatnot. But then I also get on there and I put my reels out and I don't have that because honestly, it's, it's really not even about me trying to do one thing or the other. It's like, I don't have enough time in the day. And I don't know how to use half of this stuff anyway. <laughs> you know, like, but because it, it's, it's always changing, and there's always some other kind of newfangled whatever on this app or that app that's like a new feature, a new download, a new uh, whatever it is. So I, I just I think that as long as people can show up authentically and and const, it constantly just naturally inspires other people to do the same, and I mm-hmm. love that that happens at concerts specifically at rock shows i feel like that was what uh, and i think i might have talked to you guys about this before it helped me gravitate to rock and roll yes it is just very like it's expected for you to be raw and real and just mm-hmm. who you are you know mm-hmm. and I, I love that well it kind of leads me to my next question was you know i noticed that on the album that there's i don't think there's any curse words at all and, I, and very i don't think you guys curse at all in all of your music now that i think about it yeah and so and there's there's never any kind of adult themes. Any, so basically your music is very general audience. And so I just wanted to ask, like, is that the reason behind that? So you can be influential or, or is there another reason for that? I mean, I have a personal moral code, too. I feel like that is mostly where that comes from, because I don't come on podcasts and speak that way. And I don't really come on any other platform and, and talk like that. Or I don't. It's just honestly, it's just language that I'm not really used to unless I'm very comfortable in like my inner circle of friends and or I'm freaking out about the fact that my my email won't freaking. (laughs) You know, like, but I I feel like I just don't I don't want to embody certain things that I don't normally do because I feel like that's very inauthentic to me as well. So if I would be up there talking about, you know. I'm the baddest and all these other things, or, or, you know, (laughs) preaching something about, you know, (laughs) F this and F that, blah, 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 blah. People would look at me and go, is she for real? Because it doesn't (laughs) even sound right coming out of your mouth. Yeah, you okay? Yeah. Yeah, like what happened? (laughs) I just, I think as a human, I'm PG-13 at best. So like, that's kind of, that just is my vibe in a continuum for wherever it is that I am. Makes sense. So yeah, let's dive into Love, Drugs, and Misery a little bit. We were super excited. We were able to listen in advance for about a month. And so <laughs> when you were posting teasers for the Coming for Blood video, we're like, we know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else has it, but we do. <laughs> when you actually teased us about it, like back in December when we talked to you as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because it wasn't, we were playing it live. We were playing it live. Oh, yeah. We were seeing that people would react to yeah. this song. and so when it came talking time for what was going to happen on the next track when the album came out i was we were very vocal about like hey let's we should give this one a shot because we see that in the live setting it's raising its hand well and then of course as like naturally it was raising its hand and then all of a sudden matt blew the doors off of that thing and i was so excited (laughs) That he, I mean, because he he wrote obviously he writes his own stuff, and so like when we we kind of like did an open verse challenge, which was really funny. We just like sent him the track and was like, "What would you vibe with this?" And uh, and he sent it back, and it was the first like he didn't even send it in yet. He wanted me to see it first, and so he sent it via Facebook message, and was like, "What do you think?" And I'm like, "Uh, it's fire, your fire. We should just <laughs> yeah. Like, can you print that now? Can we just do that now?" 
Um, so it, it was, it was really cool to see just how like naturally it sort of, and I, I think from Ashes to New has a lot of content that's very similar in like this whole very empowerment and inspirational and like, yes. you know, pick yourself up and like fight your demons kind of, kind of stuff. So I think it just naturally was like, it, it fit really well. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a great addition. And one thing I wanted to ask about that, because I noticed like with the other guest vocals, it's always this artist of this band. And anytime I've seen Matt or Danny uh, appear on anybody's song, it's always from ashes to new. Did they specifically request that it be credited to from ashes to new on that track? Um, I, I think it's probably just because the name, um, if I were to be, I think even when I was featured on the state of mind song, it was Eva under fire. So I think just yeah. whenever you're in a band setting, um, that it, it's attributed to the name that people would recognize, um, which is also just kind of helpful for the song promotion. Well, I guess the reason I ask is cause like, I know that like blow, it says Spencer Charnas of Iceland nine kills. And then like comatose, it says, Jonathan Dore of Ego Kill Talent, but it does not say like Matt Brandeberry of <laughs> From Ashes to New, it just is From Ashes to New. Right. I guess, I guess it would be kind of like up to the artists and up to their okay. people um, how that transpires, how, how it all gets talked about. But, you know, I, I think that uh, for specifically Spencer, he's also jumped on a bunch of other people's songs and different things. Yeah. So he kind he's of has his busy. own name <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. Very busy guy. Um, Jacoby Shaddix would probably be another one, you know, that like they have a name now that brands itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't, uh, I don't know if it's like, I think that's kind of like an apples and oranges comparison, I suppose. But yeah, I think it would be just something in the initial conversation, whatever serves the song. I was just curious. Sorry. <laughs> Weird question, but, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, and the, the other thing is like, I'm learning very fast that our perspective on certain things is like new and green. And like, we don't really understand all the inner workings about like how this is going to serve the song or what this is going to look like and why yet. Mm. So when we, I mean, and there's also just not any, we don't have, you know, an ego in our camp. So like, and I, I think, I think that from Ashes to you guys are very much down to earth guys as well. So like when we attribute, you know, not to say that, that Spencer had any clout, I guess about him, it was just, our label, I think our, our people wanted to attribute that to his name because it made sense for the promotion of the song. But in other cases, you know, I don't, I don't need it to be my name. I mean, I'm, I'm forever Eva Marie anyway. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One thing I wanted to ask about with regarding the new album is, so you, you released the little blow EP with separate ways as kind of a, a, a teaser, not a teaser, but a, a holdover until it's actually released. But then on the album itself, you have a different cover. So was that always was that always supposed to be there, or what was the kind of thought process behind that? A scrambling. <laughs> Just us trying, to, us trying to figure out what to do with the pandemic. I mean, gotcha. <laughs> You, you guys are giving me a lot of credit here just thinking that this is all very like tact tactical <laughs> you know and 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 i think that, that you know for for the people that we work for the obviously the the team that we are a part of with better noise is wonderful and, and they have a lot of like approaches and reasons for their approaches on things but like this truly this experience leveled the playing field and so at some level i feel we were just sort of scrambling to be like okay 
we want to make sure that we're reserving the record for the best environment where we can tour to support it. How do we continue to keep relevant though and make sure that our fans who we've kept waiting for years have something, you know, I'm like, so, and I think they worked on this with that. And I think that's why a lot of the things kind of wound up transpiring as they did. Yes. And the track is With or Without You, the U2 song. So just to throw that out there. But you guys do a great job with all of your covers. And we've we've had the uh, the pleasure of seeing you perform live twice. So uh, we got to hear the Separate Ways cover twice. And you slay it every time. So Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, you know what? I mean, I, I do tell people about our covers. And they're like, you cover that song? You cover that song? And I'm like, listen, I we just, we have this thing about covers. It's like a go big or go home kind of moment. <laughs> You know, if, if we wanted to make a song, it would probably just be, you know, something that we would write, you know, but if, if we want people to recognize it and, and fall in love with it again and, and do it honor, um, I feel like that was kind of like our, you know, we, were, we really wanted to come out with a bang. So we chose like, you know, u is like the biggest rock band ever. And then we chose like Journey. I mean, come on, it's Steve Perry, you know, as, right. like, we're, we're definitely not bashful about you know oh and then we just have randomly have a destiny child you know because i thought yeah. i could keep up with beyonce like what <laughs> is my right. life i don't know right right <laughs> the timing of that one was a little weird by the way because you guys put out that cover of survivor at the same time all good things put out the same cover it was it was just really weird because it was like at the same exact time um I, but i think also that was the part of our scrambling <laughs> just to be clear <laughs> Just to be clear, uh, yeah, so there's that. That's all I'll say about it. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I will say is at least they were both very different. Like, they they didn't sound like the same cover, um, so that was at least a bonus. Thank you, yes. Um, Just for a minute here, if we can take it, uh, maybe, like, I guess I'll call it a little bit weightier path. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know the song has been out for a minute now, but uh, to me, Heroin remains such a powerful track and hits very close to home this the idea of this pain of having to basically wash your hands of someone's self-destructiveness yeah and say you know i can't be part of this you have to you know walk your own path and also just i mean just from personal experience like the uh, emotional difficulty of coming to terms with the fact that that might not end well mm-hmm. um, and there's nothing you can do about it Right. So what I'm kind of getting at, I know you've talked to, before about the history of that song and and ultimately sometimes people are able to kind of get their life back into a better place and, and sometimes tragically they aren't. Um, and so what I kind of want to know, as that song is also a staple of the live performance, what is going through your mind and, and really even like your soul at that point when you're singing that song with that kind of weight every night on tour? Yeah, it's a very real moment for me and it kind of captures all of why I feel like I've chosen this path that I've you know chosen music and that speaks to me and that I can talk through it and get through it because I talk about what it was like and about how so and now what I'm seeing and I'm so blessed for this I see like most of my frontline people my my stand at the gate people my very front row they're all singing it. And I love Mm -hmm. it so much. And if there's any song that people can sing back to me that I, that I need encouragement from, it's that one. So I feel like when I start it and it's, 
it's me and the the band sort of like you know kicks in a little bit later and it's just me and like a that ominous kind of track that synth for a minute and it 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 kind of it makes the moment levitate for me you know what i mean like i just mm. feel like i'm just in in the place that i need to be in order to feel that sort of a emotion and then when everything comes in it's like all of that pain and catharsis can finally just like exist on the stage and i can get it out it like unlocks something in my chest like every time mm-hmm. and it's like floodgates you know and so then when i realize and i'm i'm in this moment i'm singing the song and then there's all these people there singing it in the, the front gate so now after the first chorus i do regularly thank everyone for singing along and I do my little hand heart thing because, because they know, because they know the story and they know why this song is so special to me specifically. And so I just, I love, I love that energy and I, I need that energy in that moment. I feel like I'm not just performing to people for entertainment value to my audience, you know, to, to the crowd, to the people standing there. Now I feel like it's almost like a therapeutic sort of alliance that we share mm-hmm. in that kind of space and that they are also giving back to me. And I, I just wanted to people, I need people to know how much I appreciate that. And so when I started to see that people were singing along to that song, I'm like, y'all have to know how much you're picking me up right now. It's really cool. Awesome. Yeah. yeah thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Has there been a show so far that has just like, you kind of mentioned like the front row singing back to you. Has there been a show so far where like you were taken back at how many people knew your lyrics? Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin's always been our vibe. Wisconsin, the state of rock and roll and cheese. I don't know what happens over there, but these people show up and they awesome. know the lyrics. So, and then um, we, we got a chance to go to Colorado um, and that was a little bit earlier on. So I was very surprised that anybody knew like any of the lyrics for some of the stuff. But most recently, I mean, when even when we were at Louder Than Life and then we came back home and we celebrated our little album Mm-hmm. that just massively wound up on number one. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, they were like, here's my <laughs> baby. And then I'm like, my baby is special. Right. And then you always <laughs> see that your baby is special. And then like for somebody to like, you know, put that on a chart and go, yeah, yeah, it is. And then we go to, you know, Riff Fest was a giant party. 101 has been amazing and supporting Blow. And so we were supposed to play Riff Fest last year, didn't get to. And so this year they had us on the festival stage. And when I tell you that there was like 1,200 people at a standstill, just packed in front of me, this whole parking lot was just crazy. And I saw so many people singing that song. That was what, and, and it hit me because that, that's Pine Knob Music Theater. Like that's my hometown. I went to my first concert ever at that venue. So nice. that was a very special moment. Awesome. So yeah, we had the pleasure of seeing you for- for a second time this past June, and it was so much fun with nothing more and a Treyu. Unfortunately, Asking Alexandria couldn't continue the tour, but uh, it was one of our favorite shows of the year, to be honest. It was so awesome to see you in person again. And it just, so how much fun did you have on that tour? <laughs> oh my goodness. It was amazing. I mean, I, I, I love that that's one of your guys' favorites because it's one of mine too. And I feel like um, that was it. That was at the pageant, wasn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. It was a pageant. Pageant shows up 
also like <laughs> y'all are wild over there too we had performed there once before so i think yep. it was almost like a little bit of familiarity mm-hmm. um which was really cool for us as a new band to like come back to a venue and have people be like we had to come back because we saw you last time and so it was <laughs> it was a really cool experience for us it's also one of the the tours that we could be out and it felt like a real experience because there wasn't there was a lot less safety sort of concerns you know mm-hmm. a lot of people had been vaccinated at that time and so like there was not a lot of restrictions and we could actually like hang out with fans hang out with each other mm-hmm. uh and and like us being on a bus i got sleep it was great <laughs> <laughs> it was super cool so like yeah that was one of our favorites too while casey was there you said something to uh i believe it was your merch person that we were the first podcast you were ever on and we just wanted to try to confirm if that was true or not so true Oh, Super wow. true. I feel special. Yep. And I think that this is the, this is, you guys hold a new special moment now because I believe that this is the first conversation that we are having post releasing the, the album. So first podcast post releasing right. the album. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was our yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah. We were, yeah, we were hitting everybody <laughs> up. We were hitting everybody up a while ago. We're like, we need to get on the calendar when this, when, the minute that uh, release date was announced. Yeah. We're like, Yay! we have to follow up. It's only fair after. As I, I messaged you personally about that, uh, we tried last Monday, but uh, we were shocked that we could even attempt to do that because of the crazy, the crazy week you had. But uh, we're happy to speak with you now. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. thank you for your unending patience, because that was that was just me being a train wreck. Side note. Um, but we, we, we figured out our life now and, yeah. and, uh, and things are going well. Things are going real well. So there's that. Yes. Yeah, and this uh, past Sunday, we actually, on our radio show, we featured five of the tracks off of the album. Uh, we had, we've had we actually played a total of six tracks from the album so far. It is our goal to play all of it eventually. Like, we're gonna, it will eventually be on the radio in St. Louis at some point. Yes, I love it so much. I was going to say, technically, we played Heroin and yeah. Strong and Misery before as well. I won't fault you for that. Yeah. <laughs> So we, we've played all but like two tracks, I think, at this point. We'll so. get there. Okay, cool. We'll get I love there. it. I love it so much. You guys are the, those, that is, that is the hardcore, like people that we need supporting us from the ground up from the very beginning. Like this is the first one that gave us a shot. And so like for us to be able to follow up is great. And you guys are always so excitable about what we're doing and how we're doing. And I love seeing that you guys are also like able to come out to the shows and hang out and like just be part of it all, you know? So it's like us, us, you know, yeah. front runners in the, in the <laughs> rock world. You got to stick together, man. Yeah. <laughs> RMO is kind of like if somebody, if an artist is willing to give us their time, um, then we try to give that back to them, you know, multiple times, you know. I, yeah. yeah, I guess so. Y'all are doing a great job about it. <laughs> yeah, we, we appreciate it. The album so far. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's and it's very rewarding too, honestly, because you know, like you said, you were kind of a smaller band when we first started talking, and now, I mean, you're being played on Octane. Like everybody knows who you are. You are on Ship Rock. Like every you can say Eve under fire a year after we started speaking with you. And there's not very many people in the rocket community. that aren't going to know who you are. So it's really awesome for us too to be a part of that just because then we can say, yeah, we, yeah, we know Eva, of course. Like, <laughs> <laughs> way back. We're kind of best friends. We go way back, yeah. 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 Right. We go way back. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I love it. 
And, and that's, that's our favorite part of doing this is, is those relationships and those bonds that we've created because like with your band, with the Oxys, uh, we've just, we've created a lot of bonds that, that truly mean a lot to us. And so we do, we do appreciate that. And that's why we do this. So that's why we champion you guys. It's, 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 it's for a love for us as well. So. Well, I love your passion, man, because without it, you know, this, this whole genre, I don't think even exists. You know, there is, there is something to be said for, you know, this excitable thing that's happening and a, a whole vibe that people want to get on board with. I think that's why some of the biggest rock bands out there are who they are to people because it means so much to them. And so like when you guys were like, Hey, let's talk a little bit heavier about some of the content on this album. Like that's the stuff that people need to know. You know, there's mm-hmm. a real like couple songs, take your brain out, you know, head bang and that's great. And it's sassy and it's fun. And then that, that, that's what it's meant to be. Yeah. And then there are other things that we talk about that are just Jesus's real world experience. And it was on our hearts and our, we needed to have a space to, you know, embody that and people hear it and they gravitate. They know that you're real. They know that this is your story. Um, you know, it's really funny that you guys asked me about not like using any foul language on the record, right? Because I know that this is like a real this is just a, as a personal thing for me I, I don't want to talk in a way that I wouldn't anywhere else and uh but then I was so I was like oh we kind of you know maybe we won't be perceived as edgy right and then we come out with a record that's called love drugs and misery and my parents don't want to buy their kids our t-shirts because it's got drugs written on it and I'm that's like drugs. I'm edgy anyway <laughs> specifically, specifically tried not to be edgy like or like you know uh, pushing boundaries or, or whatever I guess yeah. rock music is you know I, I'm a little edgy I got green hair you know what I'm saying so like I, I fit the mold but I was like really that's what it First of all, anti-drug message, mom. Secondly, that is the least. So, so just goes to show you that like, no matter what it is that you embody or you don't or who you are or you're not, like somebody's going to have something to say about what you do. Yeah. Just roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Perfect. Yeah. And actually sort of spinning off of that a little bit, you last month did kind of a benefit show for mental health in Springfield, Missouri. And uh, we really wanted to try to trek our way out to that one, too, but couldn't uh, make that work. It's just awesome that you were able to do shows and kind of do awareness to mental health and just get message out there of of how to deal with stuff. Yeah, that was a, um, specifically a suicide prevention benefit, and they had yeah. a really cool foundation, Brunel Foundation. That was behind that show and their lead goal is suicide prevention and be here tomorrow and those types of sentiments. And so it was, it was a really kind of inspiring thing. Their local radio station put it on and was also giving lots of love and support to our music. And so um, it was just really like just lined up to be super powerful thing for us to be part of, not just influential for us to be able to come and perform our music because we're new, but also because it was just for a wonderful cause and like mm-hmm. get a new venue. And we had never performed with the black moods before, but those are amazing guys. And um, there was a couple of our other buddies that were out there that we had seen play around before. And, and so we got to like meet new friends and also hang out with some old buddies as well. So it was a really great time. Great cause. 
Yeah. It's just awesome. another one of those awesome things that you're able to do in this past year. So it's just awesome to see. Thank you. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. You guys are like, do you remember all these accolades that you did? You've done a lot of really cool things, by the way. And I'm like, thank you. I was just thinking about you could have a lot to reflect on at the end of this year. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I talked to my friends on the itch and they were like, uh, you are doing cool things. And I was like, oh yeah, right. I am. That's not, like, it's helpful to me to not get lost in like the weird, you know, all of the semantics of this too, you know, cause we, yeah. we do a lot of our own taking and tour managing and mm-hmm. merch selling. And, yeah. You yeah. Know, like, so it's, it's, it's also really cool for you guys to be like, uh, hi friend, do you know what the, <laughs> this past year looks like? Cause let me tell you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah you. If you ever need an ego boost, we're here for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Casey's well, memory is an iron trap. So everybody needs true. them. Yeah. They need their hype tribe. You know, I found my hype tribe. Yeah. 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 We got you. <laughs> well, in the last, the last time we talked to you for the, the Christmas Eva episode, I sent you a personal message and just kind of, you know, your band checks all the boxes of of all the things that you need to be successful in in this industry and it you just you were so humble before when we did that interview and i just want to let you know that that you're you're on your way and we we know that you are so <laughs> thank you so much thank you thank you thank you man it, it means a lot to us you know that that people are now kind of like picking up on, you know, what, what our sound is, but also kind of what our vibe is and, and mm-hmm. as humans to be accepted into this cool industry where like everybody kind of knows everybody and like, you know, we're wonderful to meet and connect and talk with people who are like, listen, you guys got something. So mm-hmm. it's really encouraging <laughs> to hear. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah. I got to know as a, a member of media, you know, now that the album's out, uh, are you working on any new music? I'm <laughs> no time to rest end meeting well that was the end and of when that. is that coming out <laughs> right yeah <laughs> all right everybody on the internet remain calm right? not... <laughs> no but more seriously do you have like uh tour plans for the rest of this year because I, I don't think i've seen anything on the website we have grand, grand plans, but okay. nothing that has been released yet. Okay. But yeah, uh, so so my goal was, okay, we got to really impress everybody with this album and create a bunch of demand and then everybody will call us and they'll tell, take us on tour. So um, some of that's been happening. <laughs> we have a couple of things in the works. And then uh, we also have like a, a fallback plan. Like, okay, well, like if none of those things just so happen to work out, then, you know, maybe we'll strike out and do our own thing and so regardless 2023 is going to be a very busy year i'm sure all right looking forward to it yeah we'll We'll be there if you're here yeah that's right (laughs) yeah i know you i know i know we'll hang out again i'm sure (laughs) we gotta let you get going here in just a minute um if you're if you're ready though i do we did the rapid fire before we talked about the dream tours and collaboration stuff i made a special edition here with just a few short questions to kind of get a little more insight on the album itself Um, all right so first up uh what song on this album on love drugs and misery came together the easiest comatose Oh, okay. Mhm, mhm, mhm. It was one of those that, like, we were in the studio, and it just sort of like started with a riff, and then it just didn't end until the whole song was completed. <laughs> like, this is awesome. Nice. <laughs> and then, you know, inversely, um, which one took the most work to reach its sort of final form, its album form? Probably Bo. 
probably blow. Okay. Yeah. There was a lot of reworking in the beginning because like the idea that was brought wasn't necessarily my vibe. And so we made it my vibe and then they were like, oh, that didn't really do the thing that we wanted it to do. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Of course it does. Right. So, uh, but, <laughs> but then once we, once we had it, it wasn't so much the hook. It was like everything surrounding the hook. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, of course you guys know the rest of the story. Spencer got on the track, killed it. And now it's trying to make me famous, which is great. That'll, that'll <laughs> <work>. <laughs> Worth the effort. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. I know you have played most of the tracks off of this album live already in some point or another. Is there a new track that you've been most excited for people to, to hear for the first time? Most excited to hear for the first time. We've played out most of the originals that mm-hmm. are on it. Mm-hmm. Um, we've played, we've even played out U2 a couple of times. Um, so most of it's been, here's what I'm most excited for people to discover outside of the live set. Mm-hmm. The strong. Okay. The strong. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that has just massive implications and like it's in and of itself is a hug to mm-hmm. anyone going through a hard time. And I feel like the world like needs that. So if, if there's anything that people haven't discovered from us yet that I want them to, it's, it's that song. I would suggest that that song is, I mean, it's actually almost literally, I'm looking at the track listing right now, but I would definitely put that song up there as like, this was probably one of the centerpieces in terms of like the themes of what's going on there. Yeah. And so yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. Finally, on a on an edgier note, we're going to get back to the edge here because now I, I love that topic. That's funny to me. So there's a lyric in another shot to the heart that talks about getting another bad tattoo. Um, uh-huh. I, have, I have no idea if you have tattoos at all, but if you do and if you're willing to speak to them, are there any that you regret? I don't have any that I regret. So that was just <laughs> kind of a line that fit. It fit. Yeah. But I do have tattoos. OK. Well, I'm glad you don't regret them. <laughs> yeah, no, this yeah. one is, um, I am a Chippewa, a Native American. So mm-hmm. this is the headdress piece. Oh, that's cool. And then I have my tattoo for my dad because he always used to bring wildflowers to my mom. So this mm. is my wildflower from my dad. So. Nice. Those are fantastic tattoos. I, yeah. yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. That's about it. I mean, that was brief tattoo tour. Like I said, PG-13 at best. Like, I don't... <laughs> don't, don't show the moms those. You'll be, you'll be too edgy. <laughs> she right. talks about drugs and she has ink. Oh we can't my listen gosh. to this lady. I can't even. I can't even. Who does she think she is? <laughs> no, that lyric is, is the reason why I have not gotten a tattoo though, because I, the tattoo I want is very ambitious. So I, I, I don't trust people to get it right. Like, so I just haven't gotten it then. <laughs> the, the follow-up line, I think, is the most important line. Another bad tattoo, another heart with a name. So, yep. like, just don't tat your yeah. girlfriend or yeah. boyfriend's yeah. names. Like, that's, that's really that's it. The, I mean, the heart with a name, yeah. It. It's the epitome it. of a bad tattoo, of a bad idea. Immediately. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Even though I've been with my wife for 18 years, I still wouldn't do that. <laughs> we have to edit that out. I don't think Just... I want her to hear that. I'm going to do you a favor. She messes up. She would say the same. Like, it's great. Yes. All right. I think this has been a great conversation, y'all. Yes. Yes, very much. Anytime you want to come on the show and hype up anything, you know, you are right. more than welcome back. And anytime we'll we'll do our best. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Much love, guys. Well, cheers. 
and I hope to see you guys out there real, real soon. Like I said, we're going to be busy in 23, so I'm sure y'all will be the first to know as you were with a new album. When we figure us out, (laughs) figure out our life enough to come and see you guys again. As you said, we got the insider knowledge. Yep. Inside knowledge. Yes. (laughs) Everybody go check out the album. It is now available for all the people's love, drugs and misery. And we'll link to that. We'll also link to the Loudwire articles, I think, and and maybe a couple other things if we can find them. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you very much for listening to the Itch podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. I'm Eva. Thank you, guys. (laughs) (laughs) And until next time, go check out Love, Drugs and Misery. That's the end. (laughs) Fred. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about The Itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.